0: This is Working the Beat. It is Wednesday, December 18th, 2019. I'm Kevin Gooney, along with Mike Curran. Glad you can join us here. That's the last show can't. before the holiday season, before the Christmas break. We'll be back here on Monday. Um, but this is our combined show, our Early week and late Pelosi
1: week. is going to be our guest on Monday yes. al- along with um,
0: along with Trump. Who's the
1: Republican? No, no, we're not going to get Trump, the 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 Senate guy. Oh, uh, Mitch McConnell. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, we have Pelosi that and Mitch are going to be on, and they'll scream at each other for three hours. And it's good, good radio or good good podcast? No, it's not. I know. No, I'm no, kidding. It's no, no, it could be a good podcast. Um, e- look, I don't. I I don't like to get into politics because I'm not that well versed, and I get. And I'll get screamed at by half of my friends, but it's it's a joke. It's turning into a total joke, regardless of who you think is right or wrong. And I think once again, it's the House's right to do this, and then it's the Senate's right to say no. We're not, you know. And let's, see, apparent, how many, let's see how many not. people turn us off
0: before no, we can no, come. I'll
1: get tweeted, right. I'll get let's tweeted get, at. Let's let's keep this. Why why can't? Can I ask you a question this year? Yeah. Why can't people? Talk politics without it turning into a screaming, shouting circus. Because I've ran into this problem well, through my life,
0: and, and I'm, I'm w- not the most political guy. Going, I mean, you know me. I well know, um, and you know me. And I'm, I'm strongly opinionated but I do respect everybody's right to have the opinion they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, look, uh, <clears throat> you and I are on different sides of the fence in a lot of issues, and that, that's okay. Um, you know, myself being, I'm um, um, telling you right now, I'm a Republican, but I don't... And that's okay. Right, but I don't march in unison with every Republican thing, and I'm definitely not with this president. And I don't march I in everything in that, that's, you know... Right, I mean, you see, that's his problem. You get labeled a Democrat or, or a Republican. Republican. I think we've become such a factionalized society yeah. because of the way the media has broken it, that yeah. you're either... You're either a CNN, an MSNBC person, mm-hmm. or you're a Fox person, or whatever. And I, I think we got to tone down the shouting and and stop listening with the labels. You but that's be,
1: me. You might be too young, Kevin. Maybe you're not. I'm 46, you, so probably yeah, not. Okay, well, I got you by 15 years. But there was a time back in the 70s and 80s, as I as I remember, and I'm I'm mm-hmm. not the most political person in the world, so don't. When people compromised, they, yeah, they you know, Tip O'Neill. Would meet, we'd go with to dinner with, would go and have a beer with Ronald Reagan, and they yes. will not agree, but they'd figure out a way, kind of, sort of, maybe.
0: Now nobody figures out a no. way; they just point fingers. And it's not just the Democrats, and, not, and it's not just the it's yeah. not just the Democrats towards the Republicans. Mm-hmm. It was the Republican. Uh, it's not just the Republicans towards the Democrats. It's gone both ways over the years in this tug of war. Yeah. So, and I love the fact that, like, and I, this
1: will be the last thing I'll say, but like the Republicans, and I don't mean this to, to say. The Republicans are wrong, the Democrat, whatever. But the Republicans will look at the Democrat and say this is all politically motivated. When
0: all of what they do is politically motivated. Like
1: everything yeah. anybody does. There's a lot of hypocrisy.
0: There's a lot of hypocrisy on both sides. Yeah, just the acknowledge years. the fact that we're all political. Right. And okay, and we don't agree. and, and we- this is why people either get like Get turned off by the process in a lot of ways, but okay, yeah. that's enough. Sorry. With, that's I'm sorry. Enough with I'm that. sorry for the um, digress. Stick the sports here. Well, you uh, got it on in front of me. Yeah, yeah, I that's... know. I have it on with the sound down. As We've I just, mute it appropriately. I, I as I just watched. This in. is
1: historical. I mean, I mean, oh, like that's for, why I have it on. But I mean, for people, I should be watching this. I should be paying attention to it because, whatever side I agree with or don't agree with, and and personally, I think this is going to help. The president get reelected to another term.
0: Probably. And that's okay. You know, he's, he's my president. I'll live with You him. know, one day we'll have a deeper discussion on this, but uh, today, to me, is... But all of America should be watching
1: this for the historical whatever, well, and I don't think the third time is. it's going to happen, so... Yeah, it's whatever. I'm all right. sorry. No, no, that's okay. Were there odds on this, by the way? Like, could you get, like, like Trump, <laughs> yeah. Trump lane five or something, like... <laughs> I'm surprised there isn't, to be honest with uh, you. Bovada probably has something. No, no, UK has it. I guarantee you, somewhere in the UK, you can bet, will Trump get impeached, will he not get impeached, well, will, will he lay get odds? To, impeached is one thing. It's, uh, will, he will he get, get
0: removed? Yes. the other.
1: But I, they, they'll let you bet on anything over there. Yeah.
0: Um... Coming up on this show, yes, it will be about sports. I promise you. It'll be Jody McDonald. We'll talk Eagles-Cowboys. We'll talk Little Phillies offseason. We'll talk the Sixers. They have a big game on Wednesday night here against the Miami Heat, kind of heading in towards that Christmas showdown. they no games. Against what? they games.
1: They're good games. No, but, but yeah. But I'm I'm not, you know. Well, I think them against no, the I, Bucks
0: I, on Christmas is a big right,
1: game. Right, but it, let's say they, they're home. Right. Say they win the game, which they probably they haven't lost at home yet. Okay, what does that mean? It means that they were better than the Bucks on Christmas Day at home, mm-hmm. um, and that's good. It's better than not being embarrassed in the Bucks, but you know, it's it, it people will make pronouncements off of it, and 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 it's it's going to come down to May, late May, hopefully that you're playing. The Bucks, maybe in a seven gamer, and you'd like to have the home court.
0: Maybe you will. Maybe you won't. Well, they're not going to get home court at this point with the um, way the Bucks yeah, are. Yeah, but it's a long season. Yeah, you, I mean, yeah, I would tend an to agree eighteen with you. game winning streak puts yeah. the Bucks way out there. How many right. games are they up? Three or four on the Sixers? Five? Uh, I will check that out. Actually, uh, I'm just saying it's not insurmountable. It's no, it's not. You know, I Giannis
1: mean, but, could get hurt. Uh, yeah, who knows? I mean, I find the fact that the Sixers might finish like 38-3 and at home this year. You might want to get home quarter
0: advantage. Well, but, you know. I mean, that's just the way. It's a long season. It's a long season, and I get it. Things but, will happen during the season. Um,
1: well, I mean. Are, are you a little bit. Um, what's the right word I would say? Concern might not Sixers be the right
0: Sixers are f- uh, four games back. In the four league. ain't
1: nothing with 50 left.
0: Yeah. As um, I say just said, tonight the, will be game 29. Then
1: Embiid. Seems like
0: he's got off and on flu-like symptoms. Whatever sim- symptoms. I, I almost think that, I hate saying it this way because this is a conspiracy theory since I was down there last, what was it, Friday I was down there. Um, and he played back-to-back nights uh, against Boston and then against, um, who did I see him play? And the playoffs, you don't have to play back-to-back. No, Very no, rarely. Very, very rarely. rarely. Uh, who did they play on? lousy team. Pelicans. Pelicans on Friday night. And then on they had to do that because Horford wasn't playing. Mm-hmm. Well then Horford played on Sunday so I think it was convenient for them to just say okay he's off because he's got flu like symptoms because they don't want to have to raise the, the, the load management thing which I think that the league is really kind of trying to get teams to crack down upon. Can't so. do anything about it. I know but So it was like, okay, it's easier. He had a respiratory thing. I guarantee
1: you when the rookie from the Pels comes back, he's going to be on load management, and he's 20
0: years old. Yeah. So, all right, we'll talk a little bit of all that with Jody Mack. That'll be coming up in a few minutes, and then we'll break down our NFL and some college picks. Um on for heading into the weekend obviously eagles cowboys the biggest game around here a lot of good games on the schedule bills and patriots are is pretty good even though the patriots probably going to win the division even if they lose on saturday why but, because the bills have well the, the the bills i think the common opponent thing that we talk about with the right. eagles and cowboys bills
1: so it too so this isn't for the division title no, necessarily
0: no it would Draw the bills even, but the, then the Patriots, Patriots the would Kyrie have to lose to the, the Dolphins at home. The following well, that week, okay. that's not going so, so the Patriots are going to get the buy. Patriots. Well, the Patriots are going to get the. Uh, it's no guarantee. They, the they might not, not buy second seed, so they could end up playing on wildcard weekend. But they'll be the division. But they'll be the division be at winner home.
1: most likely. Okay,
0: so but you know there is bu- a couple of good games. Buffalo, Buffalo has that look of a team that.
1: They're not good know, enough. They're not good enough yet. Yeah,
0: but they're but they're they're good enough to make it. Difficult on you and yes. beat you down, but they're not getting to the. they AFC the the title, title game, no. so I don't worry about them. So, but yes, you, they
1: they you, but but they have. They will take a before.
0: toll. They're, they can't score enough, and no, that's a problem. But they are physical, so they will take oh, yeah. a toll on well, a team. Absolutely. And I think in the playoffs, that's a big thing. If you mm-hmm. are a wild card team, especially, you don't want that super physical team it's coming a, it's in. It's a there. great step
1: for Sean McDermott's team. And, and Two the, out of three the,
0: years, Sean McDermott would have made yes. the playoffs. But the next, year, next playoffs. year
1: will be the much harder year because next year yeah. they'll go into the year. They might be the favorites next year, you know, depending if on depending happens if Brady. Brady. Even yes. if Brady's back, they might be almost the favorite, like the co-favorite. Um, and then when there's expectations and the schedule gets a little tougher, but he's done a great job. I yeah, mean, he has. you can make a case. There's a lot of guys you can make for... I mean, I think Harbaugh's got the coach of the year kind of locked up, but there's a lot of guys who've done a, a pretty good job this year and unfortunately... Our guy isn't one of them, and neither is the guy coaching against them
0: on Sunday. But, hey, look, it's for a place in the playoffs in all likelihood. So we'll talk Eagles-Cowboys, and we'll talk about that with our buddy, Jody Mack. Do us a favor. He's next here on Working the Beat. Looking to reach the sports fans of Philadelphia in a brand new way, this is Kevin Cooney. Each week. The Work of the Beat podcast with Mike Kern and I brings the hottest topics into this sports craze town with the people and the events that shape the landscape. Now, your business could connect with those people by advertising on the Work of the Beat podcast. Join us at 267-546-7277 or email us at workingthebeat at gmail.com to find out how you can reach out to this growing audience. It's the best sports talk in Philadelphia and you can be a part of it. That's 267 546 7277 or work the beat at gmail.com to join the working the Beat podcast family. And joining us now, a legend in Philadelphia sports radio has been doing this for a long, long time. And he's, ni- he's own more outlets yes. than anybody in any history. At 94WIP, he's on. Uh, uh, in uh, fan, uh W F A N in National New York. Shows. You have your Sirius XM show, I believe, occasionally on uh, the Baseball Channel, right? MLB Network Radio, correct, Jody?
2: Correct. Yes. Um,
0: it is Jody McDonald. Jody, how do you do all this?
2: <laughs> well, first things first, I know what I need for Christmas: a dictionary, because. Uh, I'm pretty sure if you look up legend, my name's not going to show up. But that was very nice of you to say, Ken. No problem. But I think you're stretching it well, a, bit
1: well, a bit. What would be a better word? What could what could we, uh, omnipresent? What would be a good word uh, I, for Jody? I think
2: I'd take veteran at this time. That's, That's a good that one. That might be fitting.
1: That's a good one. <laughs> veteran leadership. I like it.
2: Uh, how are you guys doing?
0: I'm good. All right, Jody. Let's start with the, the game on Sunday. Um, you know, even for an Eagle-Cowboy week, I, I almost feel like, and, and and you were on last night, I almost feel like there's a little bit of a muted uh, feeling in town because I, I, after the way the Eagles have played the last two weeks in wins and maybe saying what the Cowboys did to the Rams last week and finally kind of feeding the ball to Ezekiel Elliott, um, I think some people are expecting gloom on Sunday. What do you
2: think? Um, you might be right. Here's my general take, and I actually applaud the Philadelphia fans for uh, their response to the calls that I wasn't getting Monday and Tuesday night on WIP, listening to the station, talking to the people we talked to. It's a seven and seventeen playing a seven and seventeen. Yeah, it is for first place in the NFC least. It is the Cowboys and the Eagles. But more than anything else, this late 2019 matchup is a seven and seventeen against a seven and seventeen, and that's why I think well, you would think that two teams fighting for a division next to last week of the season, a rivalry that is the fevered pitch, wouldn't be what we're talking about. And I agree with you; it's not really there. It's because of the reality that one okay, to average, mediocre, maybe slightly above team is going to beat another mediocre, slightly above average team, and they're going to get a division out of it, more power to for it. We'll see what they can spin that off into if they can, if Eagles win this one, beat the Giants, it's four in a row going into the playoffs, and they'll be an underdog, but can they actually win a home game? The future is yet to be seen, but the reality of just this week is, it's a seven and seven cowboy team
1: against a seven and seven Eagles, hey, Jody. When I listen to a lot of the national stuff, and, and you're into this, so it seems like most people, I guess, let's say 75 80 percent, think the Cowboys are going to win. Um, I I guess because they have the better, they have more talent at this point, or what? I think the betting money is actually more on Dallas. Cause I think the line actually went up like a half point. Is that like if we were looking at this not from Philadelphia, if we were, you know, sitting in Pittsburgh or Cleveland or somewhere, is that the right way to look at this? Or, or do you look at it the other way? Like, I tend to take your point. It's two flawed teams. The Eagles are at home. They've had two comeback wins against two bad teams, but I see it as kind of a 50 50 game. I know the Cowboys have owned them lately, so there is that too, but it just seems like everybody in the world, other than Philadelphians, think Dallas is going to win this game.
2: I think, and I guess it's fitting since they are still America's team, and they're willing to tell you that whenever you ask, uh, America would be leaning toward the Cowboys. I think America got a little bit of a jolt and a push from by how well the Cowboys played last week against the Rams. Now, I was dead wrong about that game. I thought the Rams had actually found their balance and were making a claim to uh, make the playoffs and defend their championship. And they just cut their clocks clean by the Cowboys, so... I think people were kind of down on the Cowboys. Their one win for the Rams seems to have buoyed their national fan base more than the Eagles to come from behind wins against mediocre divisional opponents, and that's why I think that America has made the Cowboys the favorite in this game. And you're right about, if you measure the two rosters. take the 53 guys that are going to be active for the Cowboys, and the 53, they're going to be active for the Eagles, put them side by side. The Cowboys just have more talent. They have a more talented roster. The team with the more talented roster doesn't win every single week. Yeah, there are external factors and momentum and home field advantage. I think those who are going to go down and fight the cold on Sunday at 4 o'clock after the sun is set down will give the Eagles a boost and a lift. Um, so that's why I think it is a toss-up game, and either of the two teams can win. I'm going to make a pick by Friday, and I don't really know who I'm going to pick because I think it is close. I think the Eagles have the uh, advantages in tangibles. I think the Cowboys have the advantage in talent. That's good. It's going to be a thoughts-up game. I hope it's decided in the 59th minute.
0: Jody McDonald joins us from 94 WIP and WFAN in New York. Jody, I mean, you've been a Cowboy follower for a long time. I don't want to say you're a fan, but you were a Cowboy follower.
2: Oh, no. I I was a fan for a long period of time. As a as a kid growing up, I was a diehard. Tom Landry brought the uh, Randy White, uh, Ed, Two Tall Jones, we did. Tony Dorsett. We can go through the list of the last decade or so. Not so much. I've never been a Jerry Jones fan. Give him credit for hiring Jimmy Johnson. The Emmett, Troy, Michael Irvin era was fun, in the three Super Bowls that they got there. But I've never been a, a fan of the audacious cowboy owner. So. Uh, I turned in my cowboy fandom years ago.
0: Why do we still care as much about the Cowboys as we do, not just in Philadelphia, but I think in America?
2: They, and it was NFL films to slap the moniker of America's team on them. It wasn't misplaced when they did it. Uh, Landry did build a dynasty down there and they do have the stars on their helmets and they were the first one to realize Sexy cheerleaders can work in the National Football League, and they had a stadium with a hole in the roof so God could look down at his team. They marketed themselves tremendously for decades and knew how to play the media game and branding themselves. Before we ever used the the word branding, the Dallas Cowboys were branding themselves up, down, left, right, and center uh, when nobody else was up to speed like they were. So they grabbed that attention, they grabbed center stage, they grabbed the spotlight, and have been using it and playing it as well as anybody over the last four decades.
0: But they've also been incredibly mediocre for almost two, two and a half decades now. Really, since that last Super Bowl title in 95 it was, um, when Switzer somehow didn't screw it up. Um, you know, look, they they're they're pretty much been a non-factor most years, after a factor, they fade out. They haven't made an NFC championship game since then. I mean They've won like two playoff games since then. Well, yeah, and, and that's kind of where I'm at. Like it, it, it's amazing that, you know, we've seen a lot of brands that had staying power for a while, but eventually they did fade away. You know, Nerd Aim is one, let's be honest. It's not, you know, the Cowboys still, you know, get the get the heart racing.
2: And uh, if you get to the quick of it all, um, they are still the most valuable franchise in all of American sports, above the Yankees and any other team. And uh, if Jerry Jones wanted to turn a profit and get out of the football game, he'd make more money than anybody ever has in buying and selling a franchise. Uh, I think another example of the fact that even though, you're right, they haven't won any Super Bowls, they haven't even made Super Bowls over the last couple of decades, the two lead announcers on the two major broadcasting networks yeah. are ex-Cowboy quarterbacks, That's true. Troy Aikman and Tony Romo. So I think being associated with the Dallas Cowboys, even when they're not winning championships is not a bad thing for personal branding. And, the Cowboys are just good at keeping the spotlight on themselves, even if it doesn't include championships.
1: Yeah, and one of the things, Jody, I've always been amazed at, and I think it gets back to like our kind of our persecution complex here. And I was one, of the, you know, 20 year old kid sitting in the 700 level with my Dallas Sucks button for the 80 championship game. <laughs> if you were sitting in the 800 level, yeah. I no, I, I might have been sitting in the 800. That was cold that day. Oh my God, <laughs> it was cold that day. But we think it's a rivalry for us. But for Dallas, it's not, and I've always been amazed. At this. Now it'll be a rivalry this week because there's a lot at stake, and I get all that. They care more about the Redskins. The Redskins-Dallas rivalry was always a bigger deal down there, and I'm just fascinated that we think Dallas week, Dallas week, and it, like if you talk to a Dallas person, just you know, if it's the fourth week of the season and they're playing, I don't think they get nearly as up for it as they get up for for other things. But it it, it was always our. You know, like, we looked at them like we look at New York, and we're always, like, you know, giddy about beating New York or whatever and baseball and things like that. Or, but it, it just amazes to me. It's Dallas week, and I think it's a Philadelphia
2: thing. It is, and it goes even further than that, Mike. And you and I are close enough to uh, remember this time-wise when we were uh, even pre-teens. Kevin's not quite with us on this, but <laughs> it started with Tom Landry against George Allen. Yeah. That's when yeah. the rivalry began between the Redskins and the Cowboys. The Eagles and the Cowboys was more end of Landry into Vermeil, and then Buddy Ryan, when he came in, kind of took it to another level. But right. that was after the Redskins and the Cowboys had always been, had already been established. If you ask most Giants fans who their number one rival is, they're going to tell you the Cowboys. So it's Redskins say Cowboys, Eagles say Cowboys. <laughs> Giants fans <laughs> say Cowboys. You know what the Cowboys say? Well, we don't really have a rival. There's no one that's on our
1: level. So. <laughs> when you look. So it's- no, no, go ahead, ahead Joe. And the Eagles stunk back then. That was the thing. Like, we stunk in the 70s. So there'd be no reason to be a rival. We were trying because we hated the Cowboys because they beat us like 100 straight times. Right. That's
2: why they blossomed, and that's why the AD championship. I was listening to Rob Ellis I got off the air last night, and he asked, listeners. What is your most memorable Cowboy Eagle moment? Yeah. If you're of the age that you remember the '80 championship, it has to be that. That you put that decade of beatings behind you Mm -hmm. and want it in your house, sticking it to the Dallas Cowboys, going to the Super Bowl for the first time. If you're old enough, that has to be your greatest
1: memory. The blue jerseys. I remember Randy White said he was going (laughs) to burn the blue jerseys. I actually think they look better in the blue jerseys, but back then it was like a jinx thing.
0: And then, but it all got ruined two weeks later.
1: Because, you know, well, I mean, the Raiders just
0: killed them. That's almost like everybody in my age group. I think the biggest moment in Eagle Cowboy in the rivalry is the Barry Switzer moment with Emmett on the four, two fourth and ones. They got stopped. The Eagles won the game. People don't remember though, that it didn't matter. Cause it didn't matter. Three weeks later, four weeks later, the Cowboys beat them in the in the uh, divisional round of the playoffs. Jody getting back on the field. Carson Wentz, um, you know, the last two weeks, give him, you know, I give him a lot of credit because he's throwing the slop right now. I mean, he really is, and found a way to pull two games out and maybe answer some qu- critics about the way he goes about his business and and whether he can be a quote unquote big game come from behind quarterback. Um, but they all pop up again if they lose this week, don't they?
2: Yeah, it's a pretty big game for Wentz. There's no way around describing it as a big game for both of these two quarterbacks. Maybe more so Carson and Dak, but it's not like this game means nothing to Dak Prescott either because, oh, by the way, he hasn't gotten paid yet. Carson Wentz did. They did the extension for Carson Wentz. He knows he's going to be making tens of millions for the next couple of years. Not the case for Dak Prescott. So it's huge for both quarterbacks. And I said this starting on Monday night, as soon as the, Cowboys did what they did on Sunday night against the Rams, and we knew what the uh, magnitude of the game was going to be this weekend. It's really simple. We can talk about Carson Wentz. We can talk about the guys from the practice squad stepping up and contributing on the offense, and 10 Eagles scoring up, and the fact that they've come behind two weeks in a row. This game is going to be won or lost by the Philadelphia Eagles on whether they can or can't stop C.T. Elliott. And plain and simple, if Zeke goes for a 100 and change, I don't care how good Carson is, I don't care how good his, his little youngsters step up and give him a helping hand, the Cowboys are going to run the ball down the Eagles' throats, and they're going to take time off the clock, and Carson's going to have to play a ragged, fast-paced game with less weapons than usual, and I don't know that he's able to overcome that. If the Eagles can stop, or at least slow down, Zeke Elliott well, then they can dictate tempo, and Carson Wentz can do what he has to do, and they won't have to score every time the Cowboys score. It all comes down to the defense for me, and a big part of that is their Pro Bowl. And I was a little surprised when the announcement came out last night <laughs> that their Pro Bowl defensive tackle was uh, being honored again. He has to come up big. Fletcher Cox has only had a segment of Pro Bowl-like play this year. I thought he started the season very slow. How much of it was a hangover from the injury he had last year? Didn't play at all in the preseason. He didn't do anything for the first month of the season. Then he started to look like Fletcher Cox again. And these last three or four weeks, uh, he's, his name never gets called. I understand it's being double teams a lot. But your star defensive player, specifically against a team that should try and run the ball down your throats, has to come up big so as big a game as this is for Carson Wentz and there's no two ways about it I think it's just as big for Fletcher Cox in this defense stopping Zeke Elliott
1: so Jody if you're the birds do you sell out a little bit bring Jenkins more up into the box and risk Cooper burning you because he's burned them a couple times is that the way you have to try to attack it and throw that extra player in there to try to stop Elliott
2: yes and uh, part of my assumption in being able to do that is the fact that last week when the Rams were just drowned by the Cowboys, they did it by passing off the run. They ran the ball effectively. They got seconded shorts. And, yes, then it gave the uh, Cowboys receivers a chance to get open. Prescott didn't have a great game throwing it. Uh, he's got issues with a finger. He's going to play with a draft on Sunday. Shoulder, know, too. He's up to. Apparently, I don't know how many. Yeah, they're but, saying
1: his shoulder's a little whatever, too.
2: Yeah, I don't know uh, about that, and I don't know if I even believe that. I think that might be the Cowboys crying wolf a little bit. But I know for a fact he busted a finger, so he's going to have to play with some type of taping on his hand. If he goes out and throws 30 for 38 and 300 yards and three touchdown passes, I put my hat to him, and the Cowboys are a better team and they can advance their playoffs. But I do not want to let Ezekiel Elliott beat me on Sunday, and, yet if that means – Malcolm Jenkins is cheating a little bit toward the line to make sure that he doesn't get into that second level. That's exactly what I would
0: do. Jody McDonald joins us from WIP and WFAN and uh, some MLB network radio, which leads me to the switch into baseball. If I had to put you on the griddle right now, and obviously there's still a lot of offseason to go, where do you put the Phillies in the National League East uh, hierarchy?
2: It's a good question, and it's a fair question. Um, Even with the Mets, behind both the Braves and the Nationals, they ended up finishing behind the Mets. Mets lose Wheeler, add Wheeler. Uh, I like the two Mets mid-level pitching additions they made, both Porcelino and Waka. I'm I'm not saying either one of them is going to win 15 games, but they have nice depth now, and if they have an injury, they don't have to be calling up guys from their minor league system like they did last year. We're just uh, not ready for prime time. Um, but I do like the addition of Wheeler and Gregorius for the Phillies. So I'll put the Mets and the Phillies right there together, third and fourth, fourth and third. But I don't think either one of them has made a, uh, enough ground to catch either the Nationals and or the Braves yet Mr. this division.
0: How? big is the gap between the Braves Nationals that top tier and then what the Phillies and Mets are
2: not an undoable amount with another key addition with a uh, huge guy stepping up out of the minors Uh, if Boehm is as good as advertised and he can be their starting third baseman by June uh, four games five games I look at the Braves and the Nationals at about Low 90s, I don't think either one of them is a 95-win team, so say 92, 93. Mm-hmm. I look at the Phillies and Mets as 85 to 88-win teams, so that's a four- or five-game difference. It's not insurmountable, but it's also not uh, they're right there together, but you got to put them in order, so put one ahead of the other. No, I think there is a little bit of drop-off between two and three, uh, but it's one with a lot of off-season yet to go that I think can be made up.
1: So, obviously – like you just said, Joey, I mean, you know, get us to the trade deadline and see where we're at then. But let's say the Phillies, after getting Harper last year, going out and get, spending a fair amount for a pitcher this year, getting Gregorius. If you still finish third, let's say, even if it's only by four or five games or three or whatever, like, where does that leave you? Like, I mean, nobody's predicting a division title this year or anything, but you have a new manager who's got a pedigree. You know, you've went out and spent to get the right fielder. You got a pitcher. You got a lot more to do. But it just seems to me like for a team that's on the threshold of going over the salary cap, luxury yeah. luxury tax. You know, they they still have a lot of work to do.
2: They do, and I still think it's in the pitching. Uh, I like Wheeler. He's certainly a an upgrade over what they had in the rotation. I think they overpaid. Uh, we'll find out if it's a gross overpayment It's not going to be realized in year one or be realized more in years four or five, and we'll deal with that when we get, here, get there. But I still think they need another starter. Um, I don't know if it means being lucky with a third-tier free agent-type starter, if someone can come through the system and be that good. Uh, there's always the possibility that Velasquez or Pavetta – uh, Eflin, I think, is their five now, and those are the two guys on the outside looking in. One of them's got to make the rotation. The other one's going to be using the bullpen. Maybe one of them just finds it and becomes that uh, to give them the ball every five days guy. Uh, if they don't, then yes, they're back in the mix again next year for a top flight free agent pitcher. Ariadne's of money is going to come off. So they should have some flexibility to be able to go for a a top-of-the-line starter because that's where I still think is their biggest deficit. And Kevin and I talked a little bit about this last night. I talked about it with the callers a lot. They really need to figure out what to do with Kingry. I'm a big Kingry guy, and I think he's going to have a step-up type year, better than he was this past year, more power, maybe a little bit more speed. I want to see him find a home. I'm kind of open to where that home is, second base, third base, center field. I just don't want to see him jerked around where he's playing a day at third, then he's at center, and he's back at third for two days, then he's back at center, and then he's giving Gregorius a day off at shortstop. I hope they find a position, they make a decision on him, they put him there, and they leave him there for 120 games in the upcoming season.
0: Jody, I mean, you've been around the game your whole life. Obviously, your dad was a GM and (laughs) and, and involved, you know, for a long time. How much does a manager make a difference? Uh, Because I almost... Yeah, we had Todd Zalecki on, what, two weeks ago before the winter meetings? Thereabouts. And Zalecki's line was they're really counting on the fact that Girardi brings a change of atmosphere and a lot of these guys start thriving. And then that even the addition of a Brian Price as a pitching coach makes a difference. Um, Could it be that big an upgrade, though, from considering the roster? you know, Zach Wheeler's okay. Dee Dee's Gregorius is okay. You know, it's not like a, It's not like you're getting, you know, Garrett Cole coming in here. You know I what I mean? They- I think
1: they're thinking those guys are more than okay. Yeah,
0: but see, that's where I'm a little underwhelmed, but that's me. Uh, but, Jody, do you think a manager can make that big a difference in, in the grand scheme of things?
2: No, I've told this story on the air a hundred times. Don't know if I've ever told it directly to you two guys or your listeners, but... Um, 20, 25 years ago, uh, yours truly went out fishing with uh, one Mr. Whitey Herzog. He was staying at my father's house. I was staying at my father's house down in Lakeland. Whitey wanted to go out fishing at 5 o'clock in the morning. My father said, you're nuts. I'm not going. So I volunteered. Hey, Whitey Herzog, yes, you go fishing. You say yes. So we get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and go out on a boat and drink coffee till the sun comes up. And then the sun comes up, and then he opens up two bud lashes. You're not allowed to drink any beer until the sun actually rises, and then we went cold rather than not. And I asked him the same question Kevin just asked me how big of a difference does a manager make? And Whitey gave me an answer, which I've been repeating for, as I say, 20 to 25 years. He said, Jody, if you have the 30 managers in Major League Baseball, you've got two of them that are dead in the middle, the 15th and the 16th best manager. If they will not win you or lose you in any, any, any games, That for every wrong move they make, that costs them a game, they make a right move, that wins them a game, they're going to be dead even at the end of the year. They're not going to be plus or minus anything. The best manager in baseball will win you five more games than he will lose. You'll be a plus five just because he's the best manager in baseball. And if you've got the worst manager in baseball, he'll find a way to lose five games that he shouldn't lose and more than he will make moves to have you win. So from the best to the worst, Whitey thought there was a 10-game 10 10 game difference, that a best manager in baseball could win you five more than the average manager, and the worst manager could lose you five. 10 over 162 is a decent percentage, but it's not a be-all, end-all. And managers get too much credit when you win and take too much blame when you lose. But the best of best, the creme de la creme, will win you five more games than a uh, mediocre manager. And I think the Phillies now have one of the better managers in baseball. Top. Well, he's been out for a couple of years, so I need to see it again. But he's certainly top 10. I would say he's in the top third. If you're going to use 30, uh, that's the top third. And we may find out early on that he's still a top five manager. If that's the case, then, yeah, I think the – Phillies just by changing managers can be three or four games better this year. And it may be more than that. Cause just personally, I don't think Gabe Kapler was a middle of the road manager. I think he was the kind of manager that actually cost, cost you games. So the Phillies may actually get a five or six game increase by the switch and skipper.
0: And I think actually one of the things that the change from Girardi, Girardi's a, a solid guy. He's not going to cause any waves. He's not going to, he's not going to bring excess drama into the situation, um, whereas I think that was the main thing with Kepler. Kepler just brought so much other BS that I think it, it, it got it wore this team down. I thought the last two years. I mean, they weren't talented enough to do anything, but I think in September they looked like a f- tired baseball team because they had to deal with a lot of other stuff that doesn't necessarily happen in normal fran- uh, franchises. But that's me.
2: And- Is there a manager? Is there a player on the Phillies that you say during the time Gabe Kepler was the manager, this player greatly improved? Well, there really isn't.
0: Well, Carey would be the one example, but Carey did stuff on his own. Carey went back and kind of ignored what John Malley was saying and all that. So I wouldn't even say Carey would be that guy, you know? So
2: I hope that's the case because uh, I think Girardi kept the best of the staff that they had in place. He added a couple of pieces. You mentioned Price as the pitching coach. Mm-hmm. I was not a big fan of the pitching coach of the Phillies last year. So not only did they improve uh, with the managerial position, I think they improved with their staff as well.
0: You work in, in two ve- two similar markets, but you know it, it, it's they're different, aren't they? Between Philly and New York in, in a way. Am I, am I
2: correct? You are correct. I can once again, give you an overtold story that I've been telling for a long period of time. Um, In New York, I describe both markets with with what I think is their biggest fault. In New York, Joe Torrey won all those championships. God forbid he ever lose a World Series, I would get callers day after day after day. Here's what I would have done instead of Joe Torre. Well, Joe Torre's already won World Series, but you sitting at home, Pete from Manhattan, no better than Joe Torrey. <laughs> huh? and, and they say so with complete conviction. They firmly believe that they could outmanage a guy who's already logged World Series championships. That's not Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, if you win, they put you on a pedestal. Uh, Nick Pauls will never buy a drink in this town because he did what he did. And they look past anything else that happens thereafter. They don't second-guess winners. They idolize winners. But in Philadelphia, when I got here, when I arrived in town, it was 1990, and the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles was Buddy Ryan. And I had not gotten the Buddy Ryan experience. I came in at the tail end of the Buddy Ryan experience. But it just boggled my mind that the opinions on this man could so greatly vary from – He doesn't have to take a backseat to Lombardi. He's the greatest football coach ever (laughs) to someone should take him out to the parking lot and put him out of his misery and put a ball in the back of his skull because he's disgracing the Philadelphia sideline. He's the same guy. How can he be those two things? The the, the answer's got to be somewhere in the middle, doesn't it? But the factions that would push it one way and the other was were just amazing to me, and I had never uh, dealt with that in New York. Fans aren't nearly as drastic uh, to getting one end or the other of the uh, like or hate spectrum as they do here in Florida. So I've been dealing with both of those for the last thirty years. I know what the strengths are of both fan bases and uh, the two towns. Uh, they're both very passionate, and for the most part, they're both really knowledgeable but you have the crazed factions that handle their business a little bit different in each of the two markets.
1: Yeah. That's what, the one thing Jody I always get is Philadelphia fans always build themselves and other people, even like last night I was at a thing for, for Stan Hockman, his new books coming out, a uh, his, his wife's putting out and he said, you know, Philadelphia's the most knowledgeable sports fans. And I really think Philadelphians think that. And sometimes I'm not so sure. And I've lived here all my life, and I think we're good fans. I think we, But we have this attitude of ourselves. I'm thinking, well, in Boston, they know what they're talking about. In New York, they know what they're talking about. In Chicago, I'm sure they, you know, but we think that, you know, come hell or high water, we're the most knowledgeable people. And then somebody will come up with a trade where we're trading, you know, six guys we don't want for, you know, Mike Trout, you know, or something well, like that. Well,
0: and, and I'll also take it this way. And Jody, you know, obviously you guys on the fan, You'll take calls, and and I mean, you'll take calls on anything here in Philly, too. I get it. But, like, you're more likely to hear national sports talk on FAN.
1: Because we're parochial.
0: Yeah, because of how parochial the city can be. Would you agree on that?
2: Oh, sure. Uh, Well, I think it's more of a New York thing than a Philadelphia thing. Philadelphia is, uh, excuse me, New York's a national town. Yeah. People come from all over the world and grow up and go to high school and college in California and Colorado and Iowa and Florida, and they come to work on Wall Street and they bring their sports fandom with them. So when you talk about national things, they enjoy it more and they're more likely to pick up the phone. and go, Hey, I want to ask you about the Buccaneers. Do you see what Jameis Winston's doing? Nobody's going to pick up the phone and call me on WIP and go, do you see Jameis Winston throwing all these touchdowns and all these INTs? No, nobody cares about the Bucks. They only care about the Eagles in this town. Mm -hmm. In New York, you have a transient national population. So that's why the two stations handle their business differently. Uh, about Mike's take on Philadelphia sports fans and uh, whether they are the most knowledgeable on the planet, I defend them, and I really do think they are a very knowledgeable sports ba- uh, fan base and don't have to take a backseat to anyone. But the one thing I have found out doing national shows on CBS the last three uh, five years and uh, being up in New York part-time, Philadelphia's got a softer layer of skin than anybody else. Mm -hmm. They take criticism and critique to heart. Yes, we all know by now that throwing snowballs at Santa is an old story, but God forbid any national uh, prognosticator, host, announcer, whatever else, say anything questionable about Philadelphia they go into defense mode quicker than any fan base I've ever seen. No one can say anything bad about Philadelphians except for Philadelphia. Uh, They can eat their own young, but God forbid anybody out of town come in and try and eat their young, they go immediately into defense.
0: Well, and Colin Coward is probably the latest example of that today. He's blasting um, WIP for one, and he's blasting Eagle fans about the Carson Wentz thing, and the the Wentz-Foles debate as well. So, what debate?
2: And he's hes not wrong. It is mm. a debate. There is a segment of the population that I think has been overly critical of Carson Wentz because they feel this attachment to Nick Foles and he should have been the Eagle quarterback for the next decade because of what he achieved. Now, Howard is a national pundit and so he knows how to play the game and mm-hmm. he overstates it yep. and he makes it a bigger deal than it should be, but it does start with a kernel of truth.
1: Of course, yeah, he knows how to twist the knife. Yes, he does. He knows exactly
0: so that people talk about it. That's his job, and and he yep. does it well. And he's good at it. <laughs> yes, he is. And for as many people who may want Nick Foles still to be here, he's the clipboard carrier on a fourth place team in the AFC South. So that's my argument on it.
2: So yeah, Jody,
0: I appreciate it, but, man. I
2: uh, uh, promise me this: yes, you will have me back on the uh, podcast again. When Nick Falls comes back, signs a uh, a contract (laughs) to be the backup quarterback for
1: the Eagles. Hey, he doesn't have to sign any more contracts. He's good.
0: He's going to be a spokesman in this town. He's not exactly a great, like, bubbling personality. But it's not going to matter. He's going to sell every. Some car dealership's going to sign him. So he's got a
1: statue. What? What? Where what, does what, what he? Hit? Yeah, I, I kind of still. He cr- had his
0: moment, and and it'll never. It, it's okay. You know what? I do cringe at the statue of him and Peterson because there's still. It's not enough distance. To be honest, right. you know, it's our first Super Bowl, man. Don't
2: don't be surprised when Nick is released during this offseason if. The conversation oh, for two weeks is how much, money would, how much be, money would they have to give him? they be talking
0: them? about Nick about coming back. Oh, they can't. They can't. They bring can't, they can't no, do that. They the can't do them. it. <laughs> you can't. Oh,
2: yeah. That's what you say. Just yeah. wait. Yeah, I know. The and society will come out. They'll do whatever. Jody, it takes. can you imagine this town? Can you imagine this town return. if that
1: happened? This town would be. it be like four You know, it would. It would be. It would be. They. They won't forget the Phillies. Forget the Sixers. That's all they talk about. Yeah,
2: you got that right. So, yeah. Jody, if and I'll it happens, I'm get you guys on to join me on WIP, and you I have to promise you'll punch me up on the podcast. Absolutely,
0: Jody. You, we will have an emergency podcast. No, oh, I'll come sure. into the office with you. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> we'll bring, we'll bring tasty cakes and cheesesteaks uh, and hoagies. And they got plenty of tasty cakes down. We'll, there, we'll bring you sandwiches in. So, Jody, I appreciate it. Thanks, man.
2: Guys, my pleasure. Be, be good. Be good. Have a good holiday. Happy holidays.
0: Yep, absolutely. Jody McDonald from 94 WIP and from uh, WFN and, and CBS Sports Radio and everywhere you want him to be. Of all the people on
1: the radio, and I have my favorites, like who, who I like to yeah, listen to. I same here. I think if I turn on the radio and Jody's voice is on, I think I'm. it's the voice I like the most because – I know I'm going to get, I'm not going to get the rah rah. I'm not going to, like, I'm going to get a, a thinking man's opinions and knowledgeable. And he knows how to get his point across. Mm-hmm. He knows how to listen to you and listen to your point and have fun with it. And I, I just, I just think Jody does it. A- and, and Jody,
0: you know, I could tell you when Jody, when I used to do the drive home after Phillies games, Jody was the perfect. Person for that ten to two spot, which is after Philly's games most nights, and able to to kind of break it down. Because look, Jody's father was a general manager. He was a you know he, you know he was a longtime scout. I think he just retired actually from the uh, Red Sox organization last year, um, in his eighties. Um, so Jody's been around the game. And Jody Jody's football knowledge is really uh, is top notch too. So. It's
1: amazing to me how he keeps up with Philly and New York. Oh, it's but that's tough. tough. That's hard to do. Like, and here's the other part: this. if you're going go New York radio station and talk about the third string left fielder or something or some guy playing in Double A, you know, I think it's hard enough to keep up with what's going on in one city.
0: And think about in New York, you have two teams. Oh yeah. In three sports, in, right? In well, three hockey teams, right? Yeah, three hockey teams, two basketballs, two basketballs, two, balls, two, and two footballs. Right, so it's double the amount of yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. And yeah, unlike here, where it's Eagles, Phillies, Sixers, I don't, there is not a lot of Flyers calls. You get calls on every one of them at some point in the evening.
1: Yeah, depending upon depending on what, the yeah. time of year. Yeah, I mean it's the same thing. I think. I mean the is,
0: the Mets are the Yankees are the main one. The Giants. You're not going to get a lot of Nets. You're not going to get as much Devils and Isles, although Devils and Nets are both on FAM. Yeah, so that but, does. Yeah, I hear you. That does. All right. Um. So we are about to begin week 16 of the National Football League. Some college bowl picks going on. Well, I mean, can you name any of the college oh. bowl teams that are playing? Uh play your pro, no, but here we go. Here's our here's here's our music. Uh,
1: just find me where you wanna go. Take me to the action, take me to the track, take me to a party if the button in the back I've been working on my life. Can not afford to wait Let me call my wife so I can tell her I'll be late. I want to ease
0: it. Mm, easy, easy All right,
1: so it is bowl season. I'm gonna give you there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight bowls between now and I guess when we're on Mo- Monday. Monday, yeah. I if I have my dates right. Because I think they're playing some of these bowls on
0: Sunday.
2: Which, which makes no uh, I'm sense looking, to me. I'm
0: looking at this. No, no there, there's none on Sunday. Okay, the 21st is Saturday. Okay, right. but anyway. Yeah, so there's, there's two two on Friday.
1: One, two, three. Well, I got seven here, so maybe there's six on Saturday. There's five on they're five three, on four, Saturday. Five, six, I got eight. Okay. You got a Charlotte team play. And I don't know the names of half these bowls. Charlotte has never been in a bowl game before. I think this is like their second year right. in, a, in FBS. You it got, is the Makers 1 at Bahamas Bowl. Well, okay. Good. Uh, Kent State's in a bowl. They've never won a bowl game. Right. They're, they went from 2-10 and 10 to 6-6 six and six in a bad conference.
0: And they are in the Tropical Smoothie And they're playing Frisco Utah bowl.
1: State getting 10. In Frisco, Texas. Central Michigan... Which just lost the MAC title game is playing San Diego State in Albuquerque. Georgia Southern's playing Liberty. Liberty this is their first bowl game. I think it's their second year in FBS. Yep. They're in Orlando. FAU, which just lost their coach mm-hmm. to Mississippi, is playing SMU. And a lot of these bowl things, when you get, especially when you get to the bigger bowls, it's like who ain't playing? Like Alabama, there's two guys already that aren't playing in the game. Uh, Arkansas State, if you can name me a player in Arkansas State, FIU is zero five this year. In games outside of Miami, mm-hmm. but Butch Davis is six and three in bowls. You got App State playing. UB. F- did FIU beat Miami? One of them did. Might have been FIU. One of them be, I mean Miami. That that's gonna be one of my bowl picks later. When Miami's a
0: favorite, yes, they beat Miami thirty to twenty. Yeah,
1: Miami's a favorite over somebody, a La-, La Tech, I think, and La Tech's gonna beat them. Mm-hmm. But, anyway,
0: but the one bowl game in this first
1: flurry that I think is interesting if you're a college football fan, is Washington against Boise. That's in Vegas. In Vegas. And Washington's given a field goal and a half, and it's Peterson's last game. Yeah, it is. And he was the coach of Boise for like – he was the guy that did the – Statue of Liberty um, Statue play. of Liberty and, and, and all that kind of crap when they beat Oklahoma – Went undefeated. I, and he's. Re- now, I don't know if he's
0: retiring for good. Like, I think he could maybe. I think he's doing television next year. Next year. Yes. But I mean, he's young enough where I think he could maybe get back into game. Maybe he gets Urban Meyer's job once Urban Meyer goes to the NFL.
1: Eh, yeah, but I think he could coach in college again. Yeah. I think he's young enough. But anyway, he's playing his old team and he's given a field goal. And um, that could be an interesting game because Boise's good, but I'm not sure right. they're Boise good. Right. Um, so anyway, that's I, I'm
0: giving you one. I, oh, I would take. Oh, go ahead. You give me what what one you like. I'm giving you Appalachian State. I'll lay the 16 and a half. Appalachian State's in the New Orleans bowl against UAB. Okay. Uh I just I you know look, they're Name they're me a really player good. on App State. Zach Th- Oh, on App State, Zach Thomas. Or, or UAB. Okay. I,
1: if I was And I'm going, not
0: cheating because I just had the numbers right in front of me.
1: If I was going to take one or two or just throw I'd like SMU all year. And then it kind of faded a little bit at the end of the year. Yeah. They're having a really, really good year. But The team, the Central Michigan game, I think I would lean towards San Diego State, given the four and a half, because I'm not sure what Central Michigan has. They went from like one and 11. and The guy had a good year, and they lost in the MAC title game. Um, I've tried to read up some on some of these games. uh, But I I would tread lightly in this first, you know, because God forbid anybody knows you know what is it? Forty-two bowl games now. 42? Yeah, so something guess. like that. It's it's like a few too many.
0: But uh, all right, so that is uh, our look at the colleges. When we look now at the NFL, going some forward. good games this week. Really good games, and you know as you, what? As we alluded to, I will I will give the NFL credit. The NFL did a flex week this week, mm-hmm. and they flex the Eagles. <laughs> no, and they have no, but they have three. They flexed games three Saturday. games this Saturday. Yeah, and they did a good job. And all three of them are interesting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talked right. about Bill's Patriots early. The earlier. Eagles are the game of the week, though, right? That, that, the yeah, they're the 430 game, sorry, on Sunday. Okay. Which I think is almost better than being the night game. Yeah, the night game is Chiefs and Bears. and No, nah, the Bears. Are, no. no. And honestly, the Monday night game, the the final game of Booger and Tessator for the year. Right. Uh, except for their one playoff game. But that's okay. Fun. Is Packers and Vikings. So that'll be interesting. Well, it's probably
1: going to maybe decide the Central.
0: Um, or the North. Yeah, the, can North. Cl- the Packers can clinch the Central or the North if they win. But if the Vikings win, then I it's think still, it, it's, still it's still up in the air. In the air uh, and the Packers get the Lions the following. The so I might be uh, in the season in a low scoring game. Packers are trying to get home. uh, uh a buy, which would be huge for them. And they could actually can still, still, be, can still be the number
1: one seed, one seed. which would be even,
0: yeah. you know, and the Packers don't do much for me,
1: and I don't know why. Because um, they win ugly. They're well, Rogers ain't Rogers anymore, but no. he's still Rodgers. Yeah. You could get him in that game where he can, Wait, Rodgers ain't Rodgers anymore, but he's still well, Rodgers. It's like saying Brady ain't Brady, but do you want to face him, like with everything on the line? Do you want Rodgers with the ball? No. And you got to stop him no, from going down the point. field. So, I mean, that's you that's know. a fair point. Um, but his numbers this year are not like what we would say are great. Um, yeah. Brady's not in the Pro Bowl for like the first time in 14 years or something like that. Yeah. 15 years. Okay. I, I got one game that I really like. I don't know what this means. The Dolphins laying a point to the Bungles
0: in Miami. The you're, Dolphins, you're, taking, you're taking the ultimate other way. But you're t- you're going, from the elite the, games, you're going to right, the complete but, dog crap. I think both,
1: but the Dolphins have showed me something. And I know I got caught up last week. They they didn't play as
0: well last week. Against the Giants.
1: Against the Giants. And, that, and I, what I didn't factor in there was the last Eli game at home. And they really, okay, and, and I'll give it. But but, but before which, which, by the, the way, it
0: may not be the last Eli game.
1: You are correct. And, and my of course, my take being that it's Philadelphia. Is the Eagles will win this week and lose to the Giants. Yeah. And it's not out of the realm of possibility, but whatever. But I think the Dolphins are going to win that game because they're playing
0: for that guy. Yeah, they are. And I just don't know what the Bengals really have to play for. Bengals can clinch the number one seed if they lose. It's a one-point. The Dolphins are only a point and then favorite. And then the Bengals would take, I guess, Burrow. Burrow. who's an Ohio guy. Well,
1: I'll tell you, man, that guy from Ohio State. He's a tough guy. Yeah. It, it, it was funny. Some guy, I think it was Shea. Uh, They were doing a draft thing. The coordinator first. McShay. McShay. And he was comparing him to Andy Dalton. And I'm thinking, like, if you're going to draft guy number one and he's going to turn out. Not that Andy Dalton was horrible, but he wasn't great. And Dalton
0: never won a playoff game, but that's all the difference. Well,
1: neither did the coach. No. Um, But, boy, I I mean, that, to me, would almost want to take me, maybe take. And I know they need a quarterback. I get all that. But, man, trade out of the number one spot and maybe trade three down or something. And I don't know. What do I know? Um, but the, I think the Dolphins win that game.
0: I'm surprised they're not like a three-point favorite or a three yeah. and a half-point favorite. Uh, let me let me start. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna take the Bills. Uh, get the six and a half against mm-hmm. the Patriots. If you can buy it up to a full touch, go ahead and get the hook. Um, How much do you have to pay for a hook? I I like don't an extra
1: know. five or ten bucks on the, on the vig.
0: Don't know. Okay. Um, Bills are six and one away from. Uh, 6 one away from home. Bills are...
1: You're 3-31 against Tom Brady. I, I get it. I'm
0: just throwing that out at you. I mean, I'm,
1: you don't have to win the game. You could lose by four, and you're still going to get paid.
0: I mean, I I, I just don't see them getting blown out in that game. And do you know, I think the Patriots win the game yet, but I think it's probably going to be a field goal game, because right now I'm not sure the Patriots are capable of blowing anybody out. And so I'm going to take Six and a half, if I could get it to seven. If the line goes over seven, God bless you and run to your bookmaker. Seriously. Or run to your sports book and do it. Don't never tell anybody to do that. What? Don't, don't tell them that something can't lose. No, but it's, a true, it's a it case. would look so good over if it's over a touchdown. Yeah, but that usually might sometimes. It's, it's a sucker bet. That. I get it. but See, I would play,
1: if, and I was actually thinking this, a, a New England-San Francisco teaser. Where you would get both teams down to where they had it because I think San Francisco is going to beat the Rams. Yeah. Um, in fact, I might just take, maybe just take San Francisco laying the six and a half. But New England could lose the game. I mean, like if you told me the Bills were going to win that game, it wouldn't totally shock me. You know, I don't think San Francisco will lose to the Rams after what happened last week. But you know, it, it, it is what it is.
0: I'm going to go another way here. The the Steelers. Here's another one. Steelers are three-point favorites on the road against the Jets, mm-hmm. and one the over-unders is 38, which kind of shows you where they think both offenses are at this oh, point. Oh, it's cold. It's cold. Um, they don't, yeah, uh, yeah. it will be 42 at MetLife. Look, Doug Hodges did not look great the other night, but Steelers can clinch a playoff it's spot. the Jets. Yeah. I was looking at that game, too. So Steelers can pretty much uh, – Steelers need the game. Right now, they win the tiebreaker over Tennessee because of win percentage in conference games. They're six and four. Tennessee's six and five. Steelers cannot afford to lose this one. Mike Tomlin's done a hell of a job. I mean, you yeah, know, Look, when this team lost Ben Roethlisberger, I would have expected them to finish four and twelve. They were
1: one and five, I think. One right. And, four. and one and four. Here,
0: here they are, and still in the hunt. Yeah. Uh, and pretty much, yeah, they control their own destiny. Obviously. You know, the following week they get the Bengals, I believe. So, mm-hmm. win this game on the road, you're in real good shape if you're the Steelers. Yeah, so,
1: probably. I would I would lean yeah, I had Pittsburghers as one. And plus game, the Titans
0: so. then have to go to the Texans next week, so there's a little bit of a you don't want to say wiggle room, but it makes it a lot easier. Texans by the way, if they win the if they win this week, they win the division before they play um before they play Tennessee. Cuz Tennessee is two and three in the division. Well, one and another Houston game I was looking at was Houston
1: them. laying three at Tampa. Okay, but but that's dangerous. It's dangerous, but and, and it would not. I think the NFL would like to see next week's game mean something when when they play the, the rematch. Uh, I'll tell you another game I was looking at was the Washingtonians giving the two and a half to the Gents at home. And I know like the Gents are coming off a win, their first win in like two months. Mm-hmm. Washington has not been playing badly. I mean, they could have won last week. Uh, the quarterback actually looked decent. Um, I don't know; two and a half doesn't seem like a lot. Um, Eli might have had his moment. I don't even know is the other quarterback playing this week. I hope the other quarterback's playing this week. To
0: be honest with you, I mean, I don't, yeah, Daniel Jones is.
1: Yeah. Okay. Week. So, so fine. He hasn't played in like a month, right? Um, I would take a
0: shot with the Washingtonians. Uh, my final game. Yeah, I'm kind of scrolling here. You
1: don't have to pick another game if you
0: don't. No, I, I,
1: I, you uh, got to give me another team. I got a three-team teaser. Right. I want the Baltimores and the Seattles. So basically, they have to win. They have to beat Cleveland on the road, and that's a revenge game for them because Cleveland beat them. And Seattle would have to beat Arizona. How about give a, me a third team. How about Atlanta at home against Jacksonville? You know, I, I was looking at that. Now the Jags screwed me last week. I, I had a bad week last week. I, I was all over the board. Um, I was looking at that game because I
0: don't think the Jags are much, and the Falcons have shown life here at the end of the
2: yes, season. Yes, they have. Well,
1: cool.
0: obviously so, so winning you, so, in San Francisco last week. So we'll week. play a
1: three-team teaser. We'll take the Baltimores, the Seattles,
0: and the Atlantas.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good. That works for me. What do you think of the? Uh, by um, the
0: way, my my third game is going to be the Saints. They're on the road, lane two and a half well, at gonna, Tennessee. I was going to ask you. I see. I
1: don't know where you get. I always get. I'm always a half point different than you. Okay, but that's okay. But I was actually looking at the other side that game. For this reason. Well, New Orleans can still bump up to a one or two. I, I, I realize that. I wonder, they, It was a major game for them last week. like You know, in a big emotional kind of thing. Short of, week. Well, I don't even... But yeah, but emotional week. Tennessee's been playing really well. And I know they lost last week no. to a good team. I just have a feeling that Tennessee might... Figure out a way to win this game. This is game. a
0: this is a grinder portion of the schedule. You get two Texans games surrounded by the Saints. I mean, that is a yeah. really oh, tough yeah. road for the Titans. And I think Ryan Tannehill came a little bit back to earth last week. Who do you think? But he didn't play bad. I mean, they lost by three, but he didn't play really well. He didn't play well either. Well,
1: he's Ryan Tannehill. Oh, I mean, you know it's and and the Saints have had never the Saints
0: Steve and the Saints are looking at this as. If they, they are one Seahawk or or Packer screw up from having home field advantage, yeah. See, I think you read too much in that, but I, I hear what you are saying. Um, I I looking at that team on I Monday, just, looking at that team on Monday night, they look like a team that could go to the Super Bowl. No, but they you know, look. I really had them in the good. Super
1: Bowl start the year, but I, I think I don't think teams look at it. I think the Saints just will look at it like we're going to Tennessee. They're really good, mm-hmm. and we're going to have to play a really good game against a really good team. I don't, I don't think they. I think maybe when you get to Week 17, if there's things on the line, I think then teams you say, hey, if we win this game, we get the two seed. Or if we win this game, we get the one. So who do you think is going to end up with the one seed? I think
0: it'll be Seattle. Well, who does San Francisco have left? They got the Rams this week. And then the Seattle this next week. Where at? Seattle.
1: And who does Seattle? C- oh, Seattle's got to win this week, probably. They got Arizona. Yeah. Could you imagine if Seattle got the number one seed? Who had them being the number one seed?
0: And if I'm not mistaken,
1: Seattle, so you don't think Green Bay is going to beat Minnesota? Seattle
0: wins tiebreaker over Green Bay, best on better win uh, win percentage in common games. Right, but if it's a three way tie, don't they do one thing first to eliminate a team? Wins tiebreaker over New Orleans based on better win percentage in conference games. So they would, they, they would go conference games first. That would knock New Orleans out. Then wins tiebreaker over record in common games. So they have the tiebreaker basically over both teams at this point. Right. Okay, but I know All right, somebody said
1: if there's a three way tie.
0: And Green eliminated- Bay has a better conference record than New Orleans. Green Bay's eight and two. New Orleans is eight and three.
1: Okay. And at some point it go Oh. And they would penalize the team for not playing. Uh-oh.
0: oh. Well, could, no. Could they
1: both finish with three conference? Yeah, well, Green, Green because Green Bay would have another conference well, loss.
0: Well, think about it. New Orleans playing a conference game this week. Right,
1: but Green Bay would lose to Minnesota.
0: So that would give them another conference, conference loss. loss. So, that so would,
1: then we go to common opponents.
0: Strength of schedule, by the way, uh, for Green Bay, 457 for New Orleans, 497. Mm. Uh, strength of victory, 432 for Green Bay, 477 for New Orleans. Green Bay's numbers in that sense, by the way, strength of victory for Dallas.
1: This this has been a, a team till last week. 3 three eleven, I am sure the Eagles' isn't great. I mean, I mean they had a couple good wins. Four twenty nine, yeah, because they beat Green Bay on the road, which counts. Buffalo and Buffalo. Um, I mean, I look, I had New Orleans. I thought New Orleans was going to go to the Super Bowl. I'll still, I am not going to back off them now. Um, but it's 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 really interesting how this kind of evolve because nobody saw Seattle coming. Right. I really don't because San Francisco was good most of the year. And Green Bay's just kind of been hanging there, you know. But the, the
0: playoffs could be pretty good in the NFC. I mean, I think in the AFC, it's kind of like. By the way, if you want to look at this, if you want the ranked teams in the NFC and not worry about the divisions, the Eagles would be ninth right now in the division. Well, that's would, right. That's about right. Yeah. Behind but, the Rams and the Bears. But so. you
1: can't get rid of the division. You, you can't.
0: It'd be like saying in baseball if somebody won the NL East with eighty six wins. Somebody brought that. Somebody brought it up that you play a. There was a there's a movement you to play try all to fifteen teams. Play all fifteen no. teams in your conference, and
1: nah. what makes football? It's Green Bay playing the Packers twice. It's the Vikings playing well, the Packers. Bay, mean, it's divi- it's playing two teams the playing the in your Packers division twice. twice. So the Eagles, get, you you don't want the Eagles playing the Cowboys once. And Eagles playing the Redskins once. Now, that's insane. That's for people who are now upset that some team from the NFC East is going to get in the play. And the last two times a team has gotten in with a losing record, they've beaten the team. And by you the know way, what?
0: it By it, the way, it won't be a losing record because whoever wins will be eight or nine and seven. But I
1: mean, we've seen this in baseball when a team wins a division with a crummy record. See a couple of teams win the Super Bowl with nine
0: and seven records. Yeah,
1: the, the, the goal. So of I every, think that's going to happen? No. The but, goal of every team every year, most teams, right, uh, is to win the division. That's the first goal. Mm-hmm. So you gotta reward teams for winning the division, even if the division stinks. And this year, I mean, there's years where the NFC East
0: was really good.
1: This year it's not really
0: good. All right. Time to put it on the line here. Eagles, Cowboys. Well, I told you like six weeks ago that I thought the
1: Eagles were gonna win the division. Uh, so I can't back off now. I, I you know, I to me it's a coin flip. It's it's like Jody said it's two seven to seven teams. I think the Eagles, to win the game, their defense is going to have to play better than it did. I mean, their their, their defense has not looked good. Lately. And Wentz is going to have to probably outplay Dak. You know? Um, I mean, to me, it ain't going to be the end of the world if they lose. Because I don't think they're going to do much in the playoffs. But right. it's better to win and get in the playoffs, assuming they beat the Giants the next week. To To, to say that it doesn't matter... It doesn't matter in the sense that neither team's probably getting to the it, NFC title it game. It
0: matters only in this sense. It matters to get Wentz a playoff game and to eliminate that that stigma that he's never played a playoff game. This is year five or whatever the you'd heck rather, it
1: is. You'd rather be in the playoffs, even if Foles was your quarterback, even if Ward was your quarterback, to be in the playoffs, to be mm-hmm. one of those
0: 10, 12 teams, um... But to have your franchise quarterback make Absolutely. a playoff and get an experience as a playoff game. Unless they get to the playoffs and he plays like crap. Although, if you get to the playoffs, you're going to basically say, well, this was basically a playoff, playoff game. But, but
1: what I'm saying is, let's no. say they get to the playoffs. Oh, let's say, let say they win, sorry. And then they get to the playoffs and Wentz plays horrible. And they lose a home game to the to uh, San Francisco, I guess would be the team. If that's the way you're figuring it out. San Francisco or Seattle. And then everybody's going to be, you oh, got to a playoff game and stunk. <laughs> I'm not saying that's going to happen, but you know how this town is. Oh, I know. And... I know. Like, if he wins Sunday, if they win Sunday, and Wentz leads them down the field to win the game, you know what this town's going to be like? Oh, Carson's done it three weeks in a row. And they would be right. They would not be wrong. But I just think, to get into the playoffs, not that this is a young team, you don't have a young... But even for, like, Miles, Mm -hmm. like, a guy like him to play in a playoff game, um... Yeah, some yeah other oh, guys it's huge.
0: Uh, look, it, they're still going to have to do their major overhaul in the offseason. I get it. Gonna have the coaching staff overhaul. You're gonna have to have new wide receivers come in here. All that they've okay.
1: drafted four wide receivers by the way in the last five years, and they're going to draft more wide receivers that next year. And I know you've and, you've not been Howie's, and you're right, you're not wrong. But how can you miss on that many receivers? You're not good you got to hit one of them. I I mean, there's 40 rookie wide receivers. The Redskins are playing
0: three rookie wide receivers. Yeah, and by the way, how much much better is McLaren than Ortega Whiteside? But it's not just him. It's Aguilar. Yeah. It was the
1: the guy. um, Matt Collins. Yeah, but the guy before that um, that they brought back this year. Um, Matthews. Matthews. I mean, he was bad. Mm -hmm. They're they're all bad. I asked Ray D D this the other night, last night, and I said... They're looking at Ward all year, right? He's on the practice squad. Mm-hmm. What, what didn't they say? He goes, they saw it. He goes, but they had an investment with Matt Collins. They had an investment mm-hmm. with Aguilar. Well, that's a stupid reason.
0: Yeah. Now, if Ward, I'm not saying he's your one or your two. I never got, like, why wouldn't it look better if you had a guy who came off your practice, not your practice squad, but as a free Because game. you
1: invested a draft pick. Oh. You invested money. You're paying Aguilar $9 million a year. For what reasons, I don't know. You extend it, the other guy... And now that's going to screw you all up because he's injured for nine months and you're not even going to be able to do anything with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, it's 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 a really bad indictment. When you have a guy, look, next year Ward better be on this team yeah. as the three or the four. I'm not saying he's the one or the two, he ain't. But how can you let a guy like that sit there for 12 weeks when you have nothing and you're cutting Hollins and you're cutting mm-hmm. Matthews, you know, I mean... Uh, I I I, 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 I want to see see how he explain this. Like if somebody asks him this, I
0: honestly, how do I, I? I'm trying to think of the way to phrase this. Um, I there's one hope for the well, there's two hopes for the Eagles here. Okay, and both of them are beyond their control. One is the fact that uh, Jason Garrett just absolutely screws up. You're talking about for this Sunday.
1: For this Sunday. Oh,
0: okay. Okay. One is... He
1: has beaten him five straight times.
0: Yeah. And Jason Garrett is... If Jason Garrett coaches tentatively, okay? If, If he coaches and wants to just run Zeke in the middle of the line and the Eagles and doesn't adjust... Then the Eagles have a shot. Okay. He's
1: beaten them five straight times.
0: I get it. I'm saying there's one. I'm just there's I'm one scenario. Man. Of course, the one time really didn't count because it was the last okay, game. Okay, so he's of beating the them four straight, four straight times, times on okay, account. Fine. Okay.
1: You're right. The one didn't matter. The yeah. one didn't matter. Yeah, it was the last right, game of right. the season yeah, in right. the Super Bowl year.
0: Eagles didn't play anybody. Eagles anymore. didn't play anybody. Part two. And the wild card factor. And and, and look, I don't I don't normally get into uh, and I mentioned this with Jody last night. I don't normally get into, oh, home field advantage. Blah, 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 blah. But 425 game. Place is going to be liquored up. It, it's going to be a, a basically a game where a lot of people are not going to work on Monday because they could just, yeah, because of the holiday. Okay? Last game of the season. It's the Cowboys. All this. And the one question I have with this with Dallas is, Name me a time they've won a game like this in December in a long time. Okay? Is this like your
1: YI is going to beat Villanova?
0: No. I mean, well, once the game starts, the fans But there are but there are I, I, there are times where teams will in the moment. And the Cowboys are uh, the Cowboys are the type of team that when the pressure has hit has crumbled in the past. I seem
1: to remember the Cowboys beating them in in like to make the playoffs to one year, right? I mean, wasn't that the year the Eagles went to the or la- no, last year. They beat the Eagles to win the division when they were given up for dead and then they came in and trounced the Eagles. Twice. They beat them twice. I I I, I, I I think, once again, Kevin, you're into all this. If you just want to tell me that Dallas doesn't always come up big in big spots, just say that. Don't tell me it's because it's 425 and the fans in in Section C are going to be liquored up because they've been drinking all day. If the Cowboys come down and score twice in the first quarter, those fans ain't going to be as liquored up. I mean, they're going to be, you know, they can start booing the Eagles for all the hell I know. The Eagles, they they can't start slow, and they start slow a lot, and they can't. You can't, you know, you have. You to can't in- fall behind ten or fourteen. You can, I mean, but you don't want to because then it lets Dallas do everything Dallas wants to do, and and they came out, they didn't come out great against the Redskins. Okay, mm-hmm. they didn't, they certainly didn't come out great against the Giants. They did come out well against the Dolphins, and then
0: then the defense fell
1: apart. I mean, look, they win this game; they're going to probably win it because Carson Wentz is going to outplay Dak, and their defense is going to come up with a decent effort. Because if this game gets up in, if
0: this game becomes a, a high twenties, right. kind of thing, it probably favors Dallas. It should. By the way, you were mentioning about the draft, the draft, the receivers drafted since twenty fourteen. Well, Matthews was drafted. Not, not uh, Jordan Matthews, second round. Josh Huff. I for, yeah, but what round was Hold Josh? On. Of oh, the six receivers drafted since 2014, Matthews, Huff, Aguilar, Sheldon Gibson,
1: yeah.
0: Matt Collins, and Arcado Whiteside. Only Aguilar and Arcado Whiteside remain. They have combined 464 receiving yards right. this year. But I don't count guys like, if you take
1: them like after the third round, I'm, I'm figuring it's a coin flip. Like, I don't know when they drafted Matt Collins, who, who they could have drafted. All I'm saying is, and you go back to Jeremy Macklin. Now, Jeremy Macklin wasn't mm-hmm. a bad player. But when you took a guy that high, I, I don't think he was ever like a star, was he? No. At least with them. Then you take, um, what was the guy? Uh, Wes uh, Matthews. Um, you, you took him in the first round or second. He was the second round, right? Mm-hmm. Aguilar was the first round. These are guys you expected something out of. Whiteside, he looks worse than Aguilar. Now he might turn into something. I don't notice. But you can't consistently be that bad, especially in a year. What were they saying? Like there's like like 35 other rookie wide receivers that got drafted and yeah. like 30 of them were contributing to their teams. I mean, it's just, it's a bad, after a while, it's just a bad look. And you're not even mentioning the cornerback they took in the second round who's contributed what?
0: Mm,
1: yeah. And he's now in his third year. And when he's not hurt, what, what's he doing? He doesn't even start, right? Yeah. So so what was that? That's a, that's a second round pick. Now this year's draft. I mean, it looked like they did okay, right? Miles looks like he could be a decent player.
0: By the way, as you're watching uh, bowl games here, a couple guys to keep an eye on. If you figure the Eagles are going to be drafting wide receivers, okay. Uh, Jerry Judy, obviously from, uh, ain't from him. Alabama, but he will. No, he'll go for like 5th Uh Fifth. I'm looking at Kuiper's big board here. Uh, CD Lamb of uh, Oklahoma. He'll go before they draft. Well, they have him they at twelve. I don't On the they, big board, uh, uh, Chenault. If they uh, lose from,
1: this week, I guess they could
0: be drafting twelve. Yeah. And Henry Ruggs from Alabama. Oh, the
1: there'll be plenty of guy. guys out there. Mm-hmm. They said this is one of the deepest wide, wide receiver. receiver drafts. Th- then the question becomes, and I don't know where the Eagles will be drafting. Do you take them in the first round? Do you wait for the second round because you think it's a deep draft? Like, what are their other needs next year going into the draft? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, do they need another offensive lineman? Need a corner. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think they're going to need a safety. Remember,
0: Darby and uh, Mills are both free agents. But aren't they
1: going to need a safety at some point too? I mean, you would think, and a linebacker wouldn't hurt. Probably could use an offensive lineman or two. That's what I'm saying. So I mean, you know, do you go out and the year after you took a guy number one as a wide receiver, do you go out the next year and take another number one? I don't know.
0: I, I well. Guy number one last year wasn't a wide receiver.
1: Oh, no. Okay, he took him second round. Second I'm round. I'm sorry. No. My, my bad. But I'm saying, like, the white side next year should be a starter. Should. And he might be. Don't Maybe he takes over um, Alshon's role.
0: So, of course, I don't know if what that if you're means. you're asking right? me, I think the Eagles lose this week. Um, I'm going to, because I don't think there's a lot, if it comes down to straight, uh, who's the better football team? It's the Dallas the one, Cowboys. The, the biggest
1: thing the Eagles have going for them is that the public likes Dallas, that and the public is wrong a lot. A Lot. Um, so, who's got the game this week? Who, who, who's is it? Aiken, Aikman.
0: Okay, that's a, that's a good crew. Um, yeah, I I, I think are the cow Cal- the Cowboys the team in Philadelphia or that you hate the most of the Philadelphia rivals. When I was growing up,
1: when I was a kid, mm-hmm. probably. Who else did I hate? Like, 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 who did I hate with the... I didn't like the Canadians a whole lot. Because they, you know, the, the the Isles and the Rangers. But Dallas was probably... I always hated the Giants. New York. so when I was growing up in the 70s, Eagles weren't good. Right. So you hated the Cowboys because they were good. Um, But then the Flyers were good. So the Flyers actually had rivals. Right. You know, the Rangers, the Islanders, Montreal. Uh,
0: Philly's... The Parcells era Giants to me was always
1: the. I'll tell you who I didn't like, the, the Pirates. Oh yeah, because the, the Pirates and the Phillies had a, had a tremendous rivalry back in the seventies. I mean that was people don't understand now because it's just it isn't there anymore. And the Sixers had no rivals then. Then Boston and L A. Right, beca- but I never really hated like L A. Boston maybe I did a little bit. Um, the Cowboys were yeah the Cowboys were the ones you hated because. They, they just were, yeah. and that's why that game in nineteen eight. Well, actually, it was eighty one. Was the greatest moment? I mean, until they won, yeah. actually won something, and then they lost two weeks later yeah. like, by seventeen as a uh, five point favorite. Come
0: on, to a team to a team that's moved now three times since then. They
1: will win, Sandy. And lose
0: to the gents, uh, and the
1: whole town won't. Know, you, you won't know how to handle. So
0: it. let's give you a recap again. Monday we're back on. uh That'll be our Eagle Cowboy recap. Derek Gunn is going to join us on that one. We're also going to have us. We're trying to arrange. Make no promises. Trying to arrange for a special holiday guest. Now we asked you on Twitter some of the suggestions. Some of them have been good. Uh, to be honest, some of them have not been realistic. Uh, I don't think Bryce Harper is coming on this show for why not? Why not? Yeah, um, but keep them coming. Who do people think we are? Bryce Harper, really? Bryce, happy holidays.
1: We'd be lucky if we get the twenty fifth man on the roster. We won't even get that.
0: But I mean, look, I know who I would like to have. Um, I don't know if we could get him. Uh, I would like to get I would like to get uh, Charlie Manuel. I think Charlie would be good. Charlie'd be fine. Actually, you know who would be good? Jay, Jay Jay. would be
1: fine. We're not we're not gonna get Jay. Not gonna get Jay? I don't think so.
0: I don't it's a holiday. he's not gonna play until
1: Jay, Jay doesn't usually take a half hour out of his schedule and I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just telling right. you you should know this from years I ago, know. From us trying to get him. We we would get him, but it would be on his terms and it would be usually in a mass setting. It would you know, and and uh he he gave me forty five minutes to an hour of his time every year after the season. Right. God bless him. Jay like, is
0: great for an after and, season. And it would
1: just take me a while to arrange it with Mike Sheridan because mm-hmm. we'd have to pick a time and the, Jay is trying to get Jay is I'm telling you, he's like the Pope. It's it's hard. It's not easy. Was he's just getting tugged at by a million different ways. Ways we don't even know he's getting tugged yeah. at. Um, maybe I'll give Mr. Cheney a call. I can't promise anything. And, and may, yeah, may, and let's may, see how John feeling. Maybe it'll is be feeling. in January after, you know, his, his birthday's coming in January. You never know. You know, if I ask John real nice and John's up to it, um, <laughs> let's see how he's feeling. Maybe we'll go to his house and do it from his house. Yeah, let's see how John's feeling.
0: Yeah. So,
1: all right, man. What, yeah. what other day next week are we doing it?
0: Uh, I think we're doing Thursday next week, and it's going to be our end-of-the-year wrap-up.
1: So we're not doing shows the week
0: after that? Well, maybe we do one on Monday if the Eagles matter. It
1: might be in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, might not. Okay, we'll figure it out. All right. Enjoy your football Sunday. Thank you for joining us. Get all your Christmas shopping done. By the way, Kern will take Christmas gifts if you want to send them. This is Work at the Beat.
2: Cowboys could have
1: two more losses by the time they play. The division
2: stinks! Wake up in the morning with your head